For those of you who have been reading, this is the combined already published parts of chapter 2, 1 to 3, put together in one read. For those of you who just found this please see http colon slash slash hardtopamainoklahoma.com slash 2021 slash 10 slash 01 slash fictional romance chapter 1 slash to read chapter 1. Dash. It's early Monday morning and two weeks has passed since that dreadful night I spent in his arms. I have somehow managed to avoid Monica and Jet as the two of them have been hanging out relentlessly. A brief phone call from my favorite brother Joe has been warming as usual as he has a tendency to routinely check in on me from time to time. I no longer work at the diner at the edge of town with Monica. My job nowadays is at the small nursing home facility where I get to listen to the elderly tell their stories. I find it quite appeasing, but sometimes my heart gets softened when I am holding a hand as they take their last breaths. You would think that more people would want to spend some time with their parents or grandparents as they lay in bed and count the days until tomorrow never comes. I guess perhaps nowadays everyone is too busy with their own lives to care about those that no longer serve their purpose. It is a sad place to be in my retrospect to live your whole life only to end it in solitude. As I check into my usual nurse's station, a strange sense of queasiness to my stomach quickly overwhelms me. I grab my list of my daily to-dos and head off towards the bathroom. By the time I reach the toilet the sickness fades away. I throw some water on my face, and tend about my day. Berna is in her usual place in the dining room sitting in her wheelchair, facing the morning light coming through the only window in the room, she looks at me and smiles. How are you today, Savannah? She asked. I'm doing okay, how about you, Berna? Anything new? I say with a returning smile. No, just the usual. But I think maybe the winter this year will be coming soon. Oh yeah, why is that Verna? I asked. Because I have been watching the squirrels and they seem awfully busy already. You know you can tell an awful lot about how bad winter will be if you just watch the animals. Why yes, I have heard about that too, perhaps later today, I will be able to take you outside, if you feel up to it. Verna smiles back in return, and I can sense her joy. Funny how the smallest of things that we often take for granted have a way of bringing delight to those that are unable to do for themselves. The day quickly goes by and before I know it, it's time for me to be heading home. I am caught off guard at the sight of Monica waiting for me in the parking lot. Savannah? Monica says as she is waiting for me by my truck. Yes, what is it, is everything alright? I reply with concern. No, Savannah, it's not. I'm worried. Monica says with her voice shaking. Why, what's wrong, Monica? I think I might be pregnant. Now standing next to Monica, the sound of my keys hitting the pavement, quickly diverts my attention. I am not for sure yet, but I really do think I am. Monica says while touching herself in her stomach. I haven't felt that great for weeks now, and I really didn't think anything about it until today, when I noticed I hadn't had that time of the month. Monica continues. Maybe you're just late is all. You know it can happen, it's happened to me a time or two. I wouldn't worry too much about Monica, everything will be alright. No, Savannah. This is different. I'm pretty sure I am. Well, if you are, what are you going to do? I ask, as I bent down, and picked up my keys. I'm not sure, but I know, I don't want to say anything to Jeff or my family, until I find out one way or the other. Yeah, I wouldn't either. I replied with a hesitant voice. Let's just keep it between us, Savannah. Is that okay? 
I didn't want to say anything to you, but I needed to get it off my chest. It's been really bothering me, just thinking about it. I told Monica okay, and that I wouldn't say anything. One quick hug, and she disappeared toward her car. Suddenly I felt what seemed like a good day, grow dim. I couldn't bring myself to feel anything but more regret. As I climb into my truck a sense of uneasiness crosses my mind. If Monica is in fact pregnant with Jet's child, then I must never say anything to her about what happened between Jet and I a few weeks ago. I wouldn't want to hurt her for she has done so much for me. I guess it was just wishful thinking on my part that this perhaps was just another fling for Monica. As I pull out of the parking lot of the nursing home, I begin to realize just how much I miss Monica and I's companionship, with Jet around I have been avoiding her. I cannot keep away from her forever so I guess somehow I need to come to terms with what is really going on. I just need to forget what happened with Jet and I, and let it go. I can't help but feel some sort of sadness as I begin to reflect on that night though. The way he touched me, the way we seemed to connect, and the way I really wanted him again, even afterwards. I guess some things are just never meant to be, and some people are only left with a small taste of what could be, while others are getting the real deal. As I start to head home, I decide to make a quick stop at the diner for dinner. As I pull up a seat in the corner booth, the dishwasher, Alex comes over to greet me. Well hello Savannah, long time no see, how are you doing? Fine, I guess, I reply with a simple smile looking over the menu. For some reason I am hesitant at giving any eye contact. Well, I just wanted you to know, that we miss having you here. Aren't you tired of that nursing home yet? I mean really, you can't be making any money there. Alex states firmly with his cold black hair and sheepish smile. It's not all about money, Alex. It's about the people. Besides, I just love hearing old stories about the past. I reply in return. Well okay then, suit yourself. Alex quickly turns back and disappears into the kitchen. I'll have a Coke and a hamburger please, no onions. Pretending to read off from the menu as I hand it back to Sylvia the waitress. Sounds good. I will get right on that. Sylvia replies. Sylvia is my replacement. A tall pale girl, with red-colored hair and glasses. Dinner was quite a treat from the usual. And I head back in my truck towards home. Evening is setting in and a few glimpses of the sun setting flickers in and out amongst the trees. The ride feels peaceful as the wind gently catches my hair and flicks pieces of it out of the rolled-down window. The closer I get to home, I begin to notice Monica's car coming towards me. As we pull up next to each other, Monica rolls down her window. Hey Savannah, I'm on my way to go pick up Jet, and I guess he has to leave his place because it's getting rented out. Would it be a problem with you if he moves in with us? Monica asks with a full-blown smile. I can tell immediately, that Monica is delighted. Her deep brown eyes are giving it away. I guess, if it's alright with you. He's practically there all the time anyway. As I try to force a smile, I see Monica's eyes light up even more. She extends the palm of her hand up to her lips and proceeds to blow me a kiss. One quick nod of my head, and I head back towards home. Great. I mutter underneath my breath. I guess times are changing, and things are going to get real now. Maybe perhaps it won't be too bad having a man around to do the handy work, and cut the wood for winter. If winter goes anything like it did last year with all the heavy snow he can also shovel the driveway. As I make a list of reasons in my head on why having Jet around might actually be a good thing, I pause for a moment and wonder just how long before Monica knows for certain if she is or is not pregnant.
Oh well, I guess time will tell. I'm not sure just how long I was asleep in my bed when I heard the sound of Monica and Jet coming in through the front door when a bright light from the living room lamp flickered on and seeped through my cracked bedroom door. I could see what appeared to be a suitcase in Jet's hands. I briefly sighed, rolled over and tried to get back to sleep when a strange feeling of jealousy hit me. He looked good, even better than I had remembered as the t-shirt he wore, fit him nicely. Whatever he had in that suitcase must be heavy as it had a way of bulging out his tanned muscles. I can taste him again, and feel the strength in his fingertips as he pulled my hair back that night. The way his lips were soft yet firm on my mouth I began to yearn for as I lay there reminiscing. If only I would have stayed that night around the campfire, perhaps things might be different. Maybe I would be the one, laughing and giggling and cuddling up to him every night. What is wrong with me? Why do I insist on being so distant from everyone? Haven't I learned anything from the old people I take care of? Life is short and I know it. Perhaps I need to let go of the idea that everyone will eventually leave me. As I get up and pull on my jeans to go to the bathroom, I attempt to forgive myself. If only dad was here, and my brother Joe. Funny how even mom crosses my mind. I was her only girl and instead of letting her dress me up in dresses, I hated her for it. As I head on into the bathroom in the hallway, Monica quickly grabs my attention. Hey Savannah? Do you think you could help us out tomorrow and use your truck to get the rest of Jet's stuff? Monica asks with a smile. Before I can answer, Jet steps into the conversation. My brother is coming in from California tomorrow to help, but he won't have a truck or anything, our grandparents usually pick him up from the airport in Wentsworth. I give Jet a quick nod yes, and go about into the bathroom. Zipping up my pants I open the door, and continue with, you two can borrow my truck, but I have to work tomorrow, so it will be afterwards. Thanks Savannah, you're a lifesaver, Monica replies. I close my bedroom door, with a smile, barely looking at the two of them snuggled up on the couch. Filled with so many mixed emotions, I try to shake it off. Once again, Monica never looks so happy as she does tonight. I should be grateful I guess. Grasping onto my pillow, I give it one quick squeeze, as a small tear starts to find its way down my cheek. It could have been me. I could have been happy in love. Instead I'm laying here in my bed alone, again. I look over at the time, and it's only 10.30 p.m. Geez. This is a long night already. I better get some sleep. I hear the sound of faint giggles, and close my eyes. Morning comes sooner than expected. With my alarm blazing, I reach over and hit the button. I do not want to get up and I find myself forcefully moving my legs out from underneath the covers. There is a sense of chill in the air. I guess fall is really here. I notice the house is empty as Monica works the early shift at the diner. As for Jet, I do not know what it is he does. I never asked, and quite frankly it's none of my business. As long as he pays his share of the bills that's what will matter. Perhaps my rent will go down, and I can finally afford some time off and go visit my brothers that I have been missing. I make my usual oatmeal with raisins and put a lot of cinnamon in it. For some reason the smell of it, isn't quite as appeasing as it is usually. I eat it anyway as my stomach begins to growl and beg for some. I grab a jacket and the truck keys and my phone begins to ring. I notice it's the nursing home. Hello? Savannah? This is Marjorie from work. Do you think you could work a double shift today? Tanya has already called in, I guess she has the coronavirus, so we need you? What, how did she get that? We haven't seen much of it here. 
Before I can continue, Marjorie butts into my thoughts and conversation. I know dear, but she's thinking she got it while she was visiting her family last week. Oh okay, well sure, no problem. I replied. I hang up the phone, and take a drag off my cigarette as I'm waiting for truck to warm. I quickly realize now, that I will be unable to help Monica and Jet move as I had promised last night. I guess I will stop off at the diner before work and let Monica know. As I pull into the drive at the diner I notice Jet sipping some coffee through one of the windows. So this is where he is. As I head on into the diner I notice Monica is busy with some customers. Jet? I quietly say with a brief smile. Why good morning Savannah, it's a pleasure seeing you here this morning. Jet returns the smile. I was just letting you two know, that I have to stay after work today and work a double shift so I won't be able to help with the move. As I pull back on my hair, I do have a spare key to my truck, and I can just leave it with you so you two can still use it, just be sure and bring the truck back so I can get back home. Is that okay? As I try to hide my hands from fidgeting. Yes, Savannah, that will be great, thank you. Jet replies while he takes another sip from his coffee. I lay the key on the table and take a quick turn out of the diner. I can see from the distance the obvious confusion on Monica's face, but I hurriedly have to go in order to not be late for work. You see, that wasn't so bad, I tell myself. Everything is going to be just fine. Just fine. I mutter to myself, as I drive away. To be continued. Dash. Fictional Romance. Bridget. To visit my homepage please click below http colon slash slash com slash email address subscribe to my blogs blogging 93 fictional romance 11 humor 6 in the garden 3 in the kitchen 8 just thoughts 28 money talks 6 my dog gracie 7 personal health 10 self-improvement 32 travel in america 5 as an amazon associate i earn from qualified purchases